0: You ready to cook up? Yeah, All right, let's get it. All right. All right let's get welcome, it. Welcome, welcome, welcome. You are now listening to the Vanity Ultra podcast. I'm your host, Kenneth Kirk. And I am Elijah Evans. And yo, man, episode 26, we're back. Yo, we got a special guest for you guys today. Before I have my, in- my guest introduce himself, I just want to speak a little bit about the guest, man. You know, this guy, you know, I've been following him for quite a minute now, but, you know, his brand really intrigued me. Um, His brand name is Little Africa. You know, I really love the whole aesthetic of the brand. It just gives off the very, just like black 70s type of vibe, like very street, very LA type of vibe, you know what I mean? And, you know, I really love the curation of the page as well as the curation of his actual pieces as well. So, and the, the dude's real dope, man. The dude's real dope as well. So without further ado, I'm gonna let my guest introduce himself.
1: Yo, yo, so what's the deal? It's me. Uh John Okebu Ojo the second, uh Los Angeles native, South Central, born and raised. Uh, man, where do I start, man? Just first generation Nigerian American, hustler, right. go-getter. Man, I'm hungry. That's that's what it is. Shit. Yes, yeah that's great and i just want to say from the minute we started the zoom call
2: it's been all smiles from my guess and it's I, i've had a i've kind of had like a slow morning and it's
1: positive energy has to already i'm ready to go let's uh, go yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yes,
1: sir. Oh nah, man, i was excited for this man like honestly when i get the opportunities to do podcasts or any type of interviews in general like i'm the internet kid man i grew up you know digging for interviews like before podcasts were really a thing you gotta dig for interviews on your favorite you know Socialites, artists, movers and shakers in the industry. So, just getting these opportunities, man. I'm thankful, man. It goes to show that the work is doing what it needs to do. Yo, thank you, man. We appreciate it, man. We appreciate you having you on, man. Definitely. Um. Yo. So,
0: typically with our interviews, man, we like to start off with the softball. You know, kind of the introduction. So, like, bro, you spoke a little bit about about where you're from, but tell us, like, just
1: growing up, like in Los Angeles, like, what was that like for you? So, you know, I'll always credit the household that I came from. You know, my my mother was born in 61. My pops came out here in 85, but was born in Lagos, Nigeria in 51. So I just come from older parents, you know what I'm saying? And it's just like, my mother is very strict. My father is very determined. So I got a lot of grounding in the household. So, you know, I was able to avoid a lot of the, you know, typical, I guess you could say stories of being in LA, like gangs and everything like that. Of course, I was around it going to public schools, catching a bus and whatnot like that. But I really credit the household that I came from, man. Like, my mom's really ensured that she instilled core values in us as men. Uh, Me and my brother, as well as my cousins. I grew up in, like, a three-bedroom, one-bath house, six kids. And it was just my one mother. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So uh, it was a lot of... She was a disciplinary. So she really, like, she did not play. So it's just, like, uh, ultimately her upbringing, the way she upbrought brought me is the way I am now. Like I still hold a lot of the same core values being like presentable men, always making sure that I'm respecting others or being respectful of myself and ultimately representing her to the highest level. Cause just like, she will always tell us, you don't want to go out the house looking like nothing, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's just like always come, you know, being your best. And then also too, just like my father came out here in 85. So it's just like, at the end of the day, he didn't come out here to just be on some fugazi energy. You know, he came out here with a, a goal in mind, a work ethic in mind. So a lot of that, uh, I fed off that, and then residually it's just in me presently. So man, like growing up in yeah, LA, yeah. man, LA, LA is a whirlwind of energy, man. It's a lot of ups and downs, smiles and frowns. But ultimately, too, it's just like you could get caught up in the BS out here. But uh, with with the good comes the bad. So uh, I'm thankful, man. I love LA, man. It's it's a big city uh but you, you you grow up fast out here ultimately
2: right yeah
1: because yeah. like
0: i know for me um i'm originally from san diego california and like my dad would just tell me about just times of because we lived in la for just like a little bit like a short little stint mm-hmm. and just was talking about all the people like either celebrities he'll bump into because like my pops was in the navy so like he worked at a recruiting station and sometimes i remember he was telling me during his lunch breaks he would run into like iced tea Oh, crazy. <laughs> and just, like I was like, yo, that's crazy. But just like just growing up in that kind of like city, like you that's something that's like a normal for you. So like growing up, were you happen to run into like celebrities or like maybe famous athletes when you're growing up?
1: I say not so much like in my my elementary, junior high years, ultimately like high school, uh, high school adult years and mainly high school because you gotta think about it, like I graduated in 0-9. So 09, like that oh seven, oh eight, oh nine 08, era, that's when like the party scene was popping. That's when the jerk right. scene was popping. Oh, so you had like, put, you oh, know, so no. you had like, oh, no. yeah, they do like, <laughs> What is it?
2: It's history lesson. Yeah, exactly. No, like, it's, it's funny that you bring that up because did you know that they have, they just came out recently with a You're a Jerk part two? No, the new boys have oh, a your my. jerk part two oh, on iTunes no. on uh I'm, music right now. I'm not tapping. No, it's kind of a banger. Yeah, I'm <laughs> it's not <definite>. banger. <laughs> no. hey, yeah. it's kind of a banger. It's it's the radio banger
1: for sure. It's yeah. not bad. Fuck around and do a pin I drop in the club. Yo, <laughs> man, it, hurt, yeah. it hurt my knee real tall. No, it's what, what, like, Me and the
2: homie, I- me and the homies were like drinking one night and we were like doing a pin drops, and it was like, bro, I don't have the knees for this city, right? <laughs> I don't have
1: the knees, man. Like, but like that whole era though, you gotta think about it. So pushes inc that's like mustard and yg so it's like you go going to high school with kids who are claiming pushes you had like cold flames it was funny because uh me and my girl was just talking about this not too long ago but it's like you have pink dollars uh uh vixen ent like there was just these click party clicks these these Mm -hmm. these music clicks and a lot of these people of course you know what yg is now you know what mustard is now Uh, Even then, around that time, that's when Tyler and Odd Future was popping up. So it's just like, you know what I'm saying? You're seeing, you know, a Frank Ocean just out and about, a city kid out about, like Tyler and Earl just out and about before they really got that celebrity type of stamp on them. But it's just like, it's kind of second nature, you know what I'm saying? Just because if you're in the West Hollywood area, that's where the shopping scene is. Uh, That's where the food scene is, music scene, whatever the case may be. So you're just around these people naturally. Uh, and even then, too, like I know in elementary school, my mother, because <clears throat> I grew up on the east side of L.A., Huntington Park, so she busted us out to Brentwood, uh, which is like Westwood area, well-to-do oh, yeah, yeah. area. Oh,
2: OK. All right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's it's it's O.J. Like, Simpson.
1: Yeah. Brentwood, exactly. Right? Yeah. And that's what I was about to say. Me and my brother went to elementary school with his son, O.J. That's Simpson's crazy. son. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So it's just, yeah, yeah, you're just in these pockets. You got kids who grew up in like. My elementary school, I I had classmates who were in like Campbell soup commercials. I would be, I would see them on the weekend. Like, oh, that's my, you know what I'm saying. So it's yeah. just like, oh shit, yeah, it's just L yo. No, that's crazy. It's just
2: yeah. And like, I guess growing up in L A, it's 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 the city of opportunity on on the West Coast for sure. You know? oh, I mean, yeah. Oh, most
0: definitely. Especially when you get into like the acting scene, right, or, or, or even music now. too. Right. So
2: growing up, did you play like sports? You you would have had to,
1: right? Yeah. What were some, some of your like um things you were into growing up? So like. Like, man, bro, if you look at my, like my room office right now, like my, my mom raised me as like a kid's kid. So like I was in the model cars and like all that stuff. But, and, you know, you know, sports is a, a leisure activity that costs money. Like I didn't come from the family that could just like put me in puberty right. just right off the bat. Yeah. So I didn't start playing sports up until high school, but always loved basketball, course played, Basketball during recess and everything right. like that, but never really did like organize leagues and everything like that from like an adolescent on up. But high school definitely played football. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It was it was all right. But I went to a charter high school, so it wasn't like mm-hmm. I was at like the biggest public high school with like right. a student body of like 1,200 or 2,000 kids. uh right. It was a small student body of like 500 kids. So our our sports weren't as fine tuned as a public school. You right. know what I'm saying? But it played it. nonetheless.
2: Yeah, I just assume because it's California, every day is like sunny and beautiful outside. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I gotta ask, being that you're from
0: LA, are you a Lakers or a Clippers fan?
1: Come on, man, don't don't (laughs) don't do this, man. It is Lakers through and through, man. Hey, I I gotta ask, bro. You know, man, I've seen every single championship, you know, in my lifetime. Right. Uh, So you know what I'm saying. Kobe is everything, you know. RIP to God. Yeah. But bro, Mm. man, it's just like. It still hurts, man, knowing that this man, because you think about it, dude, like with, with basketball, every uh, legend gets to live into their, into their old time, and we still got Bill Russell. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, Kobe yeah, is exactly. like the one that we Hall of have. Famer. Yeah. We don't get to see him grow in age and do other things. Like We got that, that, that brief stint after retirement, but it's like, bro, that shit hurts as a native. Yeah, it's like bro. we see what Shaq is doing now. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
2: I watched man. the um the 81 point game highlights the other night just just to watch him. Yeah, bro. He was just shooting just was just shooting, every shot, man. Every just, shot was going bro, on. Was Kobe
0: was so different, bro. Like 81 was was points, different. Bro.
2: Just like Kobe mentality wise,
0: like like hearing like interviews from like different NBA players like that played against him or played with him just hearing like mentality he had just like going to practice or like even before
1: games like it's it's crazy, man. It's kind of motivational too. Yeah you know, most definitely. Yeah. I, I let it drive me, man. Like, you know, cause you got to keep in mind, man, I, I seen Kobe go from eight to 24. Yes. You know, I've seen that whole, I've seen the rape tr- case. I've seen him yes. play through all of that. Sprite I've seen the Adidas Kobe's man with the space boots. I had those yeah. as a shorty. Like, you know, I was invested in yeah. all things Laker and Kobe Bryant, man. And, and it's just like, even then, like my mom, like, I have photos of my mom wearing uh, champion shirts from '85. Like it's in our DNA. It's not only yeah. me you know. Yeah,
2: man. Hey. I remember my dad is um, my dad's from Detroit, so I remember being like a kid watching that series, like. That's that was, gonna, bro. I, I, I cried, say, bro. Yeah, yeah,
1: I cried because we were supposed to go for four, man, and yeah, man, it was man. so tough seeing us lose, man. It yeah. was so tough. Yeah. And the team got dismantled after that. It was, yeah. Because you would have yeah. thought they had a Carl Malone, they had a Gary Payton. Come on, man, Gary, Gary Payton. A...
0: It's crazy, man. So, being that you have a clothing brand, right? Um, I want to ask. So, like, what who are like who are some of your like early influences when it comes to like fashion,
1: or yeah, just like. Streetwear, just like fashion in general. So, you know, for me, man, like like I said, I was an internet kid growing up, you know, and we had, at the time, you had you to really see music videos to get what the end things were. So, like, I remember saying, like, currency, I mean, not currency, uh, uh, why am I drawing a blank on my <laughs> Cassidy? Oh, remember, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a hustler. I'm a, so like, yeah. Cassidy had this one video, he had the babes on. And this mm. is like early Lil Wayne Hustlers music, had the Bape camo mm-hmm. purple with the fur hoodie and the, a and the purple Bapestas with the yeah. crazy denim. So it's just like, yeah. I'll be honest, like Bape did it for me. Bape is ultimately like what threw me in the streetwear. And it was so exclusive at the time. So if it was really a if you knew, you knew type of brand. So thank God, like, you know, I had access to the internet at the time. So I was able to just like, really dive in fully and just, like, immerse myself in the babe. I, I used to, before Bape had an actual website, you ha- you had to g- get on a proxy website just mm-hmm. to go to the Japanese website. So, like, I remember just doing that shit, downloading little proxies just to get a visual image of that stuff. I used to go on Stay246. These are, like, old websites. So I remember just saving photos of Bape, yeah. saving them on my PSP, just say like, just really yeah i love you said it on the like, psp
2: you had the external on the hard
1: drive that's crazy <laughs> to, bro and it's crazy because psps used to have like these memory cards but like yep. they weren't gigs it was like they, they were, were just megabytes yep. yeah you know what i'm saying so i had to always buy a whole bunch of just little megabyte right. memory cards just to save the content but yeah man it was really babe nego. uh of course pharrell you know at the time with uh bbc ice cream uh man, so like it was really bait for me, man. Bait threw me in fully, but I say when it came to fashion in general and style because like you know, although I love fashion styling is very important to me. And I get that from my mother. like growing up, she always dressed us to the tens. We never she even like I didn't I wasn't a kid that grew up in name brand. like we actually were rocking like you know bootleg Nike stuff and whatnot like that, you know, swap me gear. but the way she styled it up, You wouldn't think anything twice about it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like style and fashion is ultimately what really drive me. But Bape is Vape is the brand that got me into fashion. But ultimately, I've always had a a sense of style. And that's from my mother just growing up. Mm
2: -hmm. Yeah, it's it's funny that you said that because I remember my kind of introduction to fashion was through supreme and you mentioned it before that was you were coming up during like the Jerkin area i was coming yeah. up during the Todd the creator odd future era that was my introduction to was there was like supreme box logos right so it's just it's funny that you know it it's like cyclical like you had babe and then babe kind of was on the end of it a little bit and then yeah, supreme yeah. kind of took the forefront and mm-hmm. but then of course i definitely went back and i had the stark hoodie and yeah i definitely had my little bait phase but yeah it's Thank just you. it's my it's funny how you know you saw like tyler the creator just around and you would have had no idea that he was next up and then like he's next up in supreme now and then it's crazy yeah Yeah. it's crazy so like as you gotten
0: older like around like like college years like did you go to school for like fashion at all or anything like
1: yeah man you know so i I have no college degree i was one of those start and stop type of kids so like definitely Mm -hmm. did what art institute I didn't finish that through, did uh, community colleges. Uh, The last college stint that I had was trade tech. uh, And I I did that just to get an understanding of garment construction. So I learned how to sew there, pattern making, grading. uh, Mm -hmm. So full on garment construction. So I know how to sew and everything like that. I know how to cut fabric. I understand what it is to, you know, have a flannel and the amount of pieces that go on it from the collar to the sleeves, like understanding all that. And I I, honestly, I put myself through that just because I knew I wanted to create a brand. And ultimately, like before there was a little Africa, I wanted to have a a cut and sewn brand. But at the end of the day, there's mad capital. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah, It's just hard to do. So it's just like ultimately wanted to go into printables before I could really interject myself into cut and sewn uh, just to raise capital for the means of, you know, buying fabric and cutting fabric and grading patterns and buying trims and you know, there's a lot of little things that go into come. So, but yeah, man, I did trade tech. I uh, didn't finish that through either. I got got far as enough got a, got far far enough as I needed just to really understand what it is that I needed to know, and then threw myself into it fully. Uh, got into the retail scene after that, and then uh, from retail, just started really focusing on the brand. Man, I really wanted to be a student of things before I really just threw myself into it fully just on some, like, I'm gonna just go do it. Like, you know, I feel like it's best to get as much knowledge and intel and insight as possible, just so you have your bearings about you, you know what I'm saying? Right, right. So transitioning, right, to Little Africa, your brand, right?
0: So when did you necessarily get the initial, like, feeling to want to start the brand? And
1: then also, how did you come up with the name as well? So, I started a little Africa in 2018, but it was like a brainchild of mine from like 2016, 2017, like, you know, just something I was really trying to fine tune and understand what it is. Uh, ultimately, man, I thank my guy, Sheck. Uh, me and my guy, Sheck, and my guy, Lambo, his name is Lambert, but we call him Lambo. We had like a group chat on IG. Uh, like So Lambo's Guyanese. Uh, Sheck is from the Ivory Coast, and I'm uh, Nigerian. So mm-hmm. Sheck created this like, uh, group chat, and he called it Little Africa, and I was just like, man, that name is fire, like, you know that, you know what I'm saying, I was like, yo, that's a fire name, I was just asking him, I was like, yo, bro, you mind if I, like, run with this, and he's like, yeah, go for it, but ultimately I had to create, like, my own story behind it and everything mm-hmm. like that, so ultimately, like, you know, Little Africa for me, you know, I'm first generation Nigerian-American, and as you guys could tell, like, I you wouldn't think I'm Nigerian up until I tell you, or unless, unless right. you, you know, you see my last name, like, I'm very westernized, you know what I'm saying, right. So it's just like growing up, I always felt like I wasn't Nigerian enough. And then also, too, wasn't black enough. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like growing up in South Central, you got kids who are just like, you know, they don't know nothing about Africa. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. But it's like me, I'm going to church with, you know, Nigerian kids. I'm I'm in the culture. Like I'm going to parties. Like I'm with my father. I'm with my aunties, my uncles. You know what I'm saying? It's very infectious culture. It's just so it's like it's hard to shy away from that. But then at the end of the day, too, I live with my mother and it's like she's a South Central born and raised uh, woman through and through. So it's like, you know, I'm around funk music. I'm around barbecues and cookouts. I'm around, you know, just L.A., you know what I'm saying? Like old schools and all that stuff. So it's just ultimately I struggled with like a sense of identity crisis as a shorty, like not feeling Nigerian enough, not feeling black enough. So ultimately, Little Africa is just like a coming to age story for me in a sense of just like what it is to be from Los Angeles, California, South central, but having the benefit of being from a culture, uh, you know, the Nigerian culture and really infusing, you know, what it is to be first generation Nigerian through my perspective being in Los Angeles. So that's why, you know, when you look at the brand, you know, and and full transparency, I haven't had the the chance to travel to Nigeria yet, you know, like Mm -hmm. in, in 31 years of my existence, I've yet to actually touch foot in Nigeria. You know, set 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 my set my feet down there and really like immerse myself in the culture even more. So it's just like everything I know about the culture is through the people that I've grown up with in Los Angeles. So right. mm. that's why so much of the storytelling and you know the the essence of what it is that I infuse into Little Africa deals with music. Uh, you'll notice that. I play on the subtleties of being first-generation Nigerian-American through textiles, mainly. If you look at, like, you know, some of the, like, cut and sewn pieces that I I make, like, you know, this is, like, indigo strip weave. Mm. uh, You know, like, I I like to infuse West African fabrics into the brand as opposed to just creating a graphic that speaks to what it is to be uh, Nigerian. Just because I know for me, I'm a visual learner. I need to see something visually. I need to feel it. And since I haven't had the chance to physically be in Nigeria, I don't feel like I'm at a point just yet where I could give graphics that speak to what it is to be Nigerian. Mm-hmm. But being in L.A., I know what it is to, you know, on, on Sundays on Crenshaw or just like going to the skate rink. And like. so I, I infuse more of that imagery into Little Africa, the funk aspect, because those are the things that I've visually seen growing up that were just more infectious for me, as opposed to like trying to fake the funk and really just make this like African-African brand. But at the end of the day, it is African Brad, because I'm it's me, like it's an extension right. of me. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Right.
2: But even in the the name of that, like little Africa, it's it's because you know, like you've got like little Koreatown and you got little Italy. It's like it's the best thing you can get of that culture in America, you know what I mean? So it's like mm. while yes, you know, your roots are from Nigeria and West Africa, your roots are also in South LA, and the way that you're able to kind of like recognize that and kind of like shift you know and make it into like this is Little Africa it's I, I think it's really like smart and hearing you talk about like where the name comes from is is really cool because that's where I went when I heard Little Africa like oh it's like a little community in this other community
1: that I'm also a part of you know what I mean right. and, and that's ultimately what the play on words comes from you know LA we have a lot of pockets like LA is a cultural melting pot you know like I said I grew up in on the east side of L.A. and Huntington Park, that's predominantly Hispanic. Uh, You know, if you go further uh, further north, uh, let's say to like the Fairfax area, you have like a little Ethiopia. If you do like downtown L.A., Mm -hmm. you got Chinatown, Koreatown, uh, so forth and so on. So it's just like really playing on that as well, too. The Crenshaw area is more of like the Black community. Uh, People will consider that to be like the Little Africa of L.A. But ultimately it is that, you know, and then it's also to a play on words, Little Africa, L.A., It's me being able to give light to being uh, Nigerian, being from Africa, having African roots, but being from LA, LA, little Africa. Uh, It's just really just like a play on words. And it's really just me uh, highlighting what it is that I'm from, this little bubble, this little ecosystem. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause that
0: was one of the first things for me when I first came across your brand, it was kind of like, You tied in a lot of things whether it comes to be whether it's music or sports or just that 70s kind of culture and that's why i kind of see when i first saw the like the logo for little africa that's what kind of like first drew me to it was kind of that 70s sort of like style font Mm -hmm. like uh what's that uh damn what's that one show uh black dynamite yeah Yeah, that's what i was (laughs) oh yeah Yeah. yeah I was like, oh shit. But um, overall, man, it's like Curate is very nice. And I love the way you're able to draw in those many things to the brand. And I think that's what's going to make it more lasting and last long. Because when people viewing it, they'll be able to connect to it more because they'll see like, for instance, I saw the one post you did. It was kind of like a LeBron James kind of like uh player card. And like people will be like, oh shit, I remember when I used to collect the like uh, the top deck cards back in the day right, and stuff yeah. of that nature. So it's really dope to see really dope. No, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. So, so when it comes to just like, what's taken into account when like making and making your like pieces, like how, how much time does that take to kind of like fully start from sketch to actually making it? Like what's that process?
1: Also, do you sketch? Do you sketch often? So me, man, I don't, I don't design anything, man. I'm, I'm full idea, man. Creative director. Uh, You know, one thing about me, like I said, I'm a student of the game and it's just like, you got to realize your strong suits and your weaknesses. Uh, In a sense, yeah, I could probably do it all if I wanted to. But I know like me, I like working with people. I like actual creative input from others. Uh, If I were to try to take on everything with Little Africa, already I do too much with Little Africa personally, right? So it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's tough at times relinquishing that bit of control to someone else. But it's like when you find yourself doing everything with your own brand, You kind of tend. And I know for me, like I trust my mentality more than others, but that could be to my detriment. You know what I'm saying? I could be a bit self-sabotaging. So it's just like I like to hear other people's perspective, just like you gentlemen right now. You guys are telling me how you feel about the brand. This Mm -hmm. is edifying for me because. If I were to be on this call right now and just be like, no, that's not what it is. But it's like, no, that's exactly what it is. You guys are able to affirm what it is that I'm already thinking. Sometimes I need to hear that. I need to have that sense of validation just Mm -hmm. to understand, like, okay, people outside of me are understanding what this is for me mentally. Uh, So. I like working with creative directors. I mean, not creative directors. I like working with creative people. I like working with designers. Like one thing about me growing up, like I was never the kid that knew how to draw, but I always admired the kids in my class who did and it's just like, I've always wanted that skill. Like, man, I yeah. wish I knew what to draw, know, you know?
2: You know, I went to a high school for, I, I played percussion and there was like, there the music and there was choir and there was artists. And I always was so jealous of the artists. Cause it's like, to be able to just like, look at someone right. and sketch, yeah. like, and like just, I can't, I can't, like, I can't, like, that's why, like, yeah. I don't, I don't ever sketch. I, I just can't do it. Yeah, I don't we're... have like that brain to be able to find, like have those fine motor skills. I just don't have it. Yeah. It's, it's
1: really, it's, it's really, a, it's really an art skill, man. It's really a craft. And it's like in my lifetime, man, like just from elementary on up, even high school, like I remember high school, I had this one classmate named Bobby. I don't know where Bobby is now, man, but he was like the coolest Hispanic dude ever. Curly hair, like I wanted to be Bobby so bad. Yeah. he just he he could draw anything, and I'm just like, damn, dude, that's so fucking tight. But uh, real talk for me, man, I, I like working with designers. I like working with illustrators, man, because everything for me is visually. Like I, I'm I, I'm a reference guy. Like like I said, I'm the internet kid. Like I I, I need to see something visually, but I know I'm not at the uh, the point where I could just draw it. So it's like I like giving instruction. I like leading. I like directing, and it's like I like I like teamwork at the end of the day too man like you know no man is an island on his own like you need you need community you need people around you to work mm-hmm. with and ultimately too just being a good leader you you need to be able to give direction and that's one thing i want to pride myself on and i pride myself on currently is like being able to give direction so being able to work with different designers and not just one designer like you know i'm not i i'm not one of those POC brands that's like oh I need to I don't need to work with black people like no like I want to work with any and everyone because at the end of the day you know, Hispanic brother or a a, a Japanese or Asian brother or you know a white fellow when you think of little Africa how do you view it let me hear your perspective on it because you could give me something that I'm not even considering because it's so close to me at the end of the day that I'm only seeing it from this one perspective this one box but you could literally you know what I'm saying just bring something to me that I wasn't even considering so Mm -hmm. I do enjoy working with others but a, a lot of what goes into the design process for Little Africa is mood boarding. It's reference books. It's imagery. You know, it's me digging for just things that really speak to me and things that I feel like spark some sense of creativity within my head. Uh, Mm. Man, I have so many reference books. I have so many post-it notes. Like, I'm that digger. You know, I'm that Mm. student that's going to go find the reference, attach a story to it, and then give you you know, the information to go out there and then illustrate that for me. And then we're going to go back and forth, back and forth until we finally get that product. So it it takes some time. Honestly, it really does take time right now. I'm really working on developing a team just so I can have more designers at my disposal in-house, uh, just so that, that constant design phase is constantly being fortified and, you know, going forth. But, uh, I enjoy the process, man. It's, it's, it's good. It's a lot of, it's a, lot of, it's a lot of energy though, man. It gets draining, yeah. like it gets draining. Yeah. yeah. So for you, like, what are some key things you like to
0: like key on when it comes to visually presenting, whether it be like a collection or like certain pieces, like what goes into that mindset of like, I want it to be shot this way. I want it to be shot at this location. Like,
1: what are some things like you could, like pay attention to when it comes to that aspect? So lately, the headspace that I've been in is like really settling in with who I am, because I feel like, you know, the brand is an extension of me. So in order for me to really understand what it is I'm doing with Little Africa, I need to understand me. Uh, You know, my previous collection, not the one I just released, but the one I did prior last year, uh, The Tribal Values, that was really a homage to my upbringing. So I remember growing up seeing a lot of earth tones, you know, uh, between my father and my mom's house, there were just a lot of earth tones growing up, even then, just like, I remember the clothes that I would wear, just like summertime's. It was very earthy, uh, and it could be just because too, like you know, astrology and whatnot. Uh, my birthday is in August, so like a Virgo, earth sign. But like you know, I really, I'm, I'm, I'm really drawn to earth tones and 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 and, and a an a, a, a earth tone palette. So I really wanted to infuse that into the collection. So I made sure to really just like pay pay homage to that. But at the same time, too. I remember like seeing certain things like my household, the way the living room was set up and everything like that. It felt very homey. Like one thing my mom created was a house that felt very homey. You know, when you come home from school, it's just like that. <sighs> I'm home. Yeah. You know what, <laughs> what I'm saying? Oh, like, yeah, it, yeah. It, so it's just like I wanted to really recreate that feeling as well, too. So, uh, you know, just really sitting with my thoughts and really understanding what it is that I wanted to create. You know, just really digging for like I ended up finding like a home in like North Hollywood that was set up on some 70s vibes, very homey feeling. Uh created the palette for the brand uh for the collection. It was really browns, uh like muted whites, uh muted blacks, uh, and 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 honestly, too, what was it like uh uh mud cloth fabric from West Africa. So just like, you know, just really infusing the story. Like honestly, bro, like when it comes to this shit, man, like I just do it. Like, yeah, you know what I'm good. saying? Like, yeah. I don't I don't really try to overthink it. I just really go with gut. If my gut feels right about it, because like one thing I know for me, like no one can't tell me I don't know how to dress. No one can't tell me I don't have style. So it's just like having that confidence. Like it's really about confidence at the end of the day. It isn't like some shit. I don't go in the mountains and just like pray and meditate. It's like, if the, if the gut feels right about it, I'm gonna just run for it, man. Like there's been plenty of times I've shot content and I'm like, no, nah, I don't like this. Let's do it again. You know what I'm saying? And it's, mm. I feel like I've I've gotten to that point too just by having the opportunity to work in retail and work with actual brand owners and really getting to see their design process up front. And it's just like, you really got to want to take your time with this shit. Like I'm not doing Little Africa just for shits and giggles or just to make a dollar. Like, you know, I started this in 2018. I was 28 years old. You know, the average person nowadays is starting to brand like 20 years old, 18. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like I started a lot later. So it's just like, having the maturation of understanding what I like really helps me with like fully developing a collection and really like settling on like what it is that I'm creating. And then also to just being a fan of the industry, like, you know, there's people like an ALD or, you know, even for me, like when it comes to my product shots, that's, that's paying how much to vape. Like yeah, if you remember yeah. what product shots of vape look like, yeah, like back no, in the days, I looks saw- you know? I saw like, 1999 you
2: lookbook. It. I saw a 1999 lookbook of Babe and I was very impressed. It was so simple. They were just sitting down. One person would be sitting regular, the other one would be another fit on, but have like an eight mask on. Like it was, it was dope. But it's funny that you you mentioned Amy on Door because we're very, very big fans of that brand on this podcast. And, you know, he started really late too. Like he didn't, AOD is like. I think it's like what 6 years maybe 7 years I but so, I feel yeah. like he's a little he started a little bit older mm. because I starting a brand at 20 that's fucking insane like yeah, that's, that's crazy and and,
1: and yeah. all respect to the the fellas who do it and it's like sometimes I wish I had the opportunity to do like to start a brand at that age cuz it's like right. you know you probably would have pivoted into something else you know what I'm saying you wow. would've got your bearings wow. like but you know it happens the way yeah. it happens but like ALD man like for me so, like, I'll be honest, like, the clothing, I, I wouldn't wear. I couldn't wear it. Like, it's too expensive. Really? For, yeah, like it's just no, not, my, yeah, it's just it. not yeah. my, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like it's a very New York brand, which I dig. But what I love about ALD is their, like, their mood boarding, their, their mm-hmm. the, the imagery, the consistency yeah. of their lookbooks. And it's been this way before they even got the LVMH play. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Before, yeah. they got that, before they even got the LVMH investment, like, they're, lookbooks have been so consistent the textiles that they use like i appreciate it from an artist point of view it's hard to buy into brands once you're a brand owner you know what i'm saying like for me you know like for me like at this point like like i love japanese brands mainly I, i love i love silhouettes more than just like uh, I could go on them. Like, I'll, yeah, I'll no, talk about that later. Yeah, no, well,
2: it's it's. I have. Yeah, no, we could talk after. Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Sure. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's just like I love their storytelling, the consistency of their storytelling, the placements of their lookbooks, everything, even like the the community of people that they tap in with, from celebrities to just like movers and shakers in New York that, that you may not know about. But even then, the quality of their images, like you got to understand the cameras that they're using. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I feel like they're setting the industry standard of what your product is supposed to look like on a body within a lookbook. And then even then too, just like, the, I don't know if you guys had the chance to check out their New York location, but like when I was out there last year, man, the line was around the door. It's just like, yeah. Damn, like-
2: it's, and I remember I went, I went when they first opened that location and it was popping, but it like you could just walk right in. Last time I went, I was in line for yeah. quite a while. And then when I even got in there, it was like popping in there. So you know? Yeah. Yeah. And but you, you, to speak to what you're saying, yeah, like their lookbooks are like even when they do stuff like their Drake's collabs, blown out of the water every time. It's just every it's time. It's just yeah. effortless, man. Yeah. Like they make it look yeah. so
1: effortless. And it's like they are setting the standard of what it is that we're doing you know what i'm saying and it's just like yeah. if you're not if you look if at like Ed
2: McCrombie and fitch they're it's like a word for, it's like they're copying it like it's yeah, they're it's using it's the crazy. same models it's like the same fits it's insane yeah, yeah. and and especially when it, comes to little, and when it
0: comes to little africa like the kind of the vibe i get from like little africa as well um like you follow of course like wales bonner
1: Oh yeah, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. So cold, man. Yeah, you know yeah, what they like the track suits and yeah, yeah. Uh, their colors, man. Like it, yeah. it's funny, right? Cause I was talking to my guy Alex, shout out to Bueno. You feel me? If he if he ends up listening to this, but I, I was talking to my guy, that's my guy, man. And like I, I was sending him some shit from them. And he was like, Oh man, I didn't even know about it. He's like, Yo, this yeah. is giving very little Africa vibes. And I'm like, bro, I wish, man, like yeah, their color palette is ridiculous, man. The Go tones. Good. Yeah. And their imagery is just so cold. The models that they use, this the skin tones of the yes. models. Yeah, no, and like you know. I'm-
2: I'm new to Will's Bonner as well, and I'm surprised. But like when I saw, like, have you seen that shot of like the red Adidas, like the foot holding yes. that ball, and then the leg is like perfectly oiled, for, like the perfect skin? Yes. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, yo, Perfect shape. Yeah. Hey, Cocoa
1: Butter. Cocoa yeah, Butter. Hey, cocoa, butter yeah. Yeah. <laughs> cocoa Butter right now, y'all. Yo. Before <laughs> <laughs> you take any images, Cocoa Butter, man. And you know, one thing I appreciate about them, because that's one thing I'm learning, I, I wanna learn to master is like shooting outdoors. You know, like I, I, I've recently, i recently, I started out outdoors, just like shooting around uh, LA, South Central, then really started focusing on shooting within studios. Uh, once I did like my Dover play, you know, I really realized like, yo, like studios is where it's at. You really get to control the lighting. Uh, you get to really make those quick changes in regards to styling and so forth and so on. But like seeing Wells and man, and just really seeing how they're able to Go outdoors, man, and just capture these beautiful images, man, in real time. It's just so uh, inspiring. So I'm really, that's like the next phase of what I want Little Africa to be, Uh, you know, just really like taking the horns of stepping outside and like finding, you know, locations and spaces and places that can really speak to the brand, you know? Right. Mm -hmm. And
0: now you noted, um, you noted um, Dover just recently when you were speaking, um, so talk about how that process came about of getting your pieces actually in Dover street. And then also what are some other store spaces that are currently holding little Africa as well,
1: man? So like, you know, like I tell you guys, like I do, I do a lot of this shit on my own. I, I take a lot of hats with the brand. So like, you know, I have a history in wholesale. Like uh, there there's a point in time I worked for this brand called stamp and I was a uh, wholesale accounts manager. So I got my bearings of understanding how to actually, like, like I said, I'm a student of this shit, right? Like mm-hmm. one thing I've learned in this fashion shit, bro, like you could, you, like you just spoke to it earlier, you like, like, yo, I came up under Babe. You came up under Supreme. All this mm-hmm. shit has shelf life. All these brands have shelf life. Fashion is shelf life. You know what I'm saying? Like, so once I realized that, I'm like, yo, like, it's just like music. Like, I remember there it was a time when like Little Wayne was the hottest dude out. Then Gucci Man, then Waka right. Flocka, then this, Then that it's like everything has shelf life. So for me, man, working in retail, I, I began to understand, like, yo, like you really got to get on the back end of this fashion shit. And the back end yeah. is where the money is at. You know what I'm right. saying? So it's just like once I took the time to really understand that, I was just like, yo, okay. Yeah, I could be on the front end working in retail, being a retail manager, or I could get on the back end of fashion and really understand that there's real money in wholesale. Like, You know, at the time, the the brand that I was working for was grossing like a million plus a year in wholesale. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People people think you're selling out if you're doing retail plays. But it's just like, oh, no, you're really not, man. Like that's that's free marketing. Right. Free press. you're, You're touching a water, a wider audience, because at the end of the day, too, not everybody's on Instagram. Not everybody's going to your website. Not everybody's tapped into your Twitter or whatever the case may be right you really got to be able to spread your wings and spread your arms out here to really understand that like yo if you really want to touch the people retail places where it's at then at the end of the day having a brand and being able to say you're doing reputable business with a retailer that's an added plus for me always i'm never going to see that as like a sellout play or whatever it may be no especially
2: like a a dover street like that's 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 people's dreams to be able to you know what i'm saying like bro real.
1: But, but even then, like even outside of a Dover play, like, you know, because people hear Dover and they're like, of course, like Dover is the pinnacle of retail right. at the end of the day. They right. are the pinnacle of retail. But when it comes to wholesale, understanding wholesale is like you, the smaller mom and pop stores are are the people that are going to be paying your bills, not the Dover. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like, and right. it's not to discredit Dover or even like what I'm doing with a Dover. But it's like I had retailers rocking with me before Dover even tapped in who've right. been buying mm-hmm. into the brand for like two, three plus years before Dover even tapped in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you got to champion the little guys who take take a leap of faith in you or see what it is that you're doing before these big conglomerate companies really do. You know right. what I'm saying? But it's just like, I had the opportunity to understand what wholesale is and really infuse that into the brand and get an understanding of that. And uh, when it came to Little Africa and me really realizing like, yo, like, okay, I have an opportunity to really sell my brand to stores Get more get more visibility on it, and and just really like create infrastructure in the brand. You know what I'm saying? If you're not at the, I just feel like people got to understand the back end of fashion, man. It's one it's mm-hmm. one thing to be cool and be like, yo, I'm a Teddy Saints. I just make rules, right. like right. nah. But like right. if you're if you're not that, figure out ways to like monetize what it is that you have and eat mm-hmm. off of your merit. But mm-hmm. at the same time too, man, like you're doing business with retailers like bro like we grew up shopping at macy's and shit like that the average person doesn't understand how to sell your clothing to a store or even how to pack it how to produce it properly and get it to a store in time just so they could sell it on time like these are skill sets that i have the opportunity to learn and really infuse on the brand and i'll always be forever thankful for my time at stamp and my guy, Yuichi, shout out to Yuichi, cause that's like, that's the master for me. That's taught me everything. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So it's just like, I'm thankful, but I'm going on a tangent. No, you're but, good, uh, you're good man. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's what we want to hear, yeah. <laughs> to answer your question though, it's just like, uh, you know, currently right now, Little Africa is carried in, uh, what is it? I think it's 11, 11 stores in 23 locations. But nice. I think that number just increased because just this current collection, s s sneakers and stuff, I'm in every S&S location outside of, uh, Japan. So oh, that's wow. Sweden. Congratulations. Stockholm. Congratulations. Yeah. Appreciate that, you, yeah. Appreciate you, oh,
2: you It's international, taking it to Stockholm?
1: Yo, so I'm in, like, Japan right now with all huh? good store. I'm in, uh, Italy with drawings on the fridge. I'm in Sweden, uh, And man, I'm just trying to grow this shit, man. Cause at the end of the day, like one thing I realized fashion has shelf life. And even for me, man, I don't want to do this forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, Oh, I want to find my pivot, man. I want to find, I want to get it to a point where, you know, if there's opportunity to be a creative director for a company based off what I created with little Africa, or even then, like, you know, me and my guy Richard, shout out to my guy, Rich. We have a a wholesale distribution company called by means distribution. So Mm. it's just like, you know, that's providing consulting. That's providing understanding of logistics, production, uh, quality controlling, uh, wholesale, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, like really understanding what it is that I've gained in my time of working retail and understanding what fashion is. Fashion isn't just a t-shirt fashion is literally, there's so many different facets that go into fashion from logistics to production, Mm -hmm. to just everything. And it's like, be a student of what it is that you want to learn or what you want to go into just so you can really understand the Different branches and, and rivers and streams that you could go into to really gain all the knowledge that you need, you know?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, most well, definitely. And I'm gonna definitely speak on one of the
0: spaces that carries Little Africa, uh, space that's out here in Virginia Beach. Shout out to thank you,
1: Gallery. Oh, and and Gallery. oh yeah. Yeah, 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 shout out to my guy Eric. You feel me? Shout out to my guy Eric. Yeah, yeah, yeah shout out. yeah.
2: It's, it's, uh, have you, so I guess you haven't been to Virginia Beach ever? you ever been out here? I haven't, man. I haven't had yeah. the chance to go yet. You gotta cut I know. Out. I know.
0: Hey yo, up. this this is the play. I'm gonna set up the play right now. Yeah, so whenever so... you come to want to come to Virginia Beach, right? Come out here, we'll mm-hmm. show you around. We're gonna go over to thank you gallery, right? You know right, what I mean? Make
2: sure kick the tires, make sure everything, all them, you yeah. know, make sure everything's straight. <laughs> make you know sure, what make mean? sure your <laughs> stuff looking good and everything, you know what I <laughs>
0: mean? Hang over there, then we're gonna take you out to get you some good eats, get some good food. Yo, I gotta, eat, gotta yeah, I gotta eat, gotta
1: eat, gotta eat. You know, it's so it's so crazy, right? So, like I said, I'm an internet kid, bro. Like I spent hours as a shorty going to commonwealth.com. For real? Just looking at, yeah, bro, yeah. Before, before there was ever a Commonwealth in L.A., I spent hours looking up bro. Commonwealth, bro, and Acapulco Gold and all the brands <laughs> that they used Yeah, I share, forgot it
2: all. Because that's when they were in Lynnhaven Mall. Yeah, bro. Because yeah, then for bro. us, like, growing yeah. up, like,
1: that's, bro, that's, Commonwealth is and like... And it's like, the
2: new store is, like, down the street from my house now. It's crazy. You know what I'm saying?
1: So for, it, it's like, honestly, bro, like, the 16-year-old kid in me is, like, doing backflips, bro. Because it's just like... and And that's the thing I would love to encourage kids with, bro. It's just like... The things that you spend hours doing, that's what you like. That's what you're good at. And it's like, I spent hours looking up retail stores online, bro, mm-hmm. just to look at the products. And now I'm at a point now where I'm selling clothes to stores. I wanted right. to be the kid that worked at the stores, had the opportunity to do that. Now I'm selling my brand, a piece of meat to a store. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And it's just like that residual, like there's going to be some kid that walks in a thank you gallery, sees little Africa, and it's just like, oh shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, I mean, like
2: that's me, that's me. That's what I'm like,
1: yeah. <laughs> so I was like, bro, like invest your time in what you like, man, because ultimately that's that's what you're going to do well. It's like, I'm sure it's the same for you fellas, man. Like you guys wouldn't be doing a podcast if there wasn't someone out there or a moment that you guys were just like, yo, like this is the shit that I fuck with, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like you guys are speaking to people who aren't just doing fashion, but doing design and so forth and so on. And it's like this ecosystem that we're in, we're all, Uh, feeding off for each other in some capacity, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying? And it's like, there was that one influential moment or representation that really did it and sparked that idea for you, you know? Right, right. Yeah,
2: yeah. Yeah. Damn.
0: So, so far, like, when it comes to Little Africa, what has been your favorite piece you've released thus far? And I know for myself, my favorite piece that I've, like, just... Being able to seize the uh, the L A. tribal hat. I love the hat in the brown yeah, colorway. Yeah. I like yeah. I like
1: my joint is the royal blue. I love the royal blue. Yeah, yeah I got them right here too, man. Like oh so yeah, this, like this for sure. Like and this the thing, man. Like I love Ebbets. Like before I ever thought about making a hat like i yeah. just love Ebbets field i love the fact you know you can just crumple this shit up and, and it's, like, fine. You know, you, yeah. it's fine it's yeah. fine man it, it, you can yeah. still rock it it still it still looks good bro and so the, shape, like, the shape is yeah, ah. is the shape yeah that's what's the
2: shape yeah uh, i
1: also love it's wool right it's more of like a wool it's wool, it's wool yeah. satin under brim satin yeah. taping in the inside is quality you know what i'm saying and it's like it's the shape real but you know Fools gotta understand you gotta bend that brand, man. I'm calling no, yeah. yeah. You got to.
2: You got, hey, uh, got an extra
1: seven three eight
0: seven three eighths uh, yeah. in that room. Uh, yo. And...
1: Wait, it's funny. I just got a I got, I just got a shipment from them in regards to the black ones for this retailer oh, King. Yeah. Shout out to Kings. Uh, uh, uh yeah. but I gotta I gotta get that over to them. But nah, actually, man, I'm making a new colorway this year. It's gonna like. Y'all like the brown, but, like, the next one, because I'm like, man, like, this is for sure, like, my hype piece. This is my staple piece. Like, yeah, it's, right. it's, the, it's the hat. Uh, my favorite piece so far, though, like, outside of the hat, is the flannel that I made, because I was very, Ooh, like, premium yeah. goods. Like, that was wool fabric. But, like, this is the next one, like, this bucket hat. Ooh. So, like, West yeah. African fabric. It's all, like, this spoke, so it's all mismatched. You know what I'm saying? Damn. And then even in the... Even in the inside, like indigo strip, you can flip leaf. it, yeah, oh, yeah. Damn, so it's just clean. like I'm just like man, like it, these are like my cut and sewn aspirations. You know what I'm saying? This is right. like the initial idea for Little Africa, and I'm finding little ways to infuse it here and there. But it's like the tribal, the, the tribal LA hat, my bucket hats, and my flannels. And then outside of that, t-shirt wise, the Foxy Brown tee, because that was yeah. the one that really kind of like got people to understand what Little Africa is, and Infusing the black exploitation energy into the brand and that 70s feel. And, mm-hmm. and to even to speak to that, like that black exploitation <laughs> feel, like the reason why the set, like, cause I'm a 90s baby at the end of the day, I wasn't born in the 70s, you know, right. but the reason why I pay homage to the 70s is more so to having older parents, you know, moms was born in 61, pops was born in 51. So I just have like a, a older energy around me, grew up around that a lot. But I feel like blackness was at its, Supreme level or or its most authentic in the 70s because that was mm-hmm. a time when people were coming into you know black and I'm proud and really understanding right. what it is to be black rocking naturals uh just trying things so the reason why I infuse a lot of 70s influence into that into the brand is more so just to pay homage to that it's like i I feel like we were at our most authentic then not to say mm-hmm. we're not now but it's just like right. that's when it started and it's just like i want to just, just coming from older parents. I want to kind of, in a sense, like pay homage to just the energy that I was around, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And it feels very natural for me. Uh, and, and yeah, man, that's why I rocks with it like that. You know. Fire. Yo, man. So before we get you out of here, man,
0: I have about two more questions just to ask you, right? Two more questions. So like, what are some goals that you personally want to accomplish this year before the end of this year is up for your brand?
1: So one of them mainly right now is like really solidifying the back end of little Africa. Like, you know, before there's a brand, I I feel like we're in a day and age right now where we have social media and people could just start things. But for me, what one thing I am very like keen on is like being a reputable business. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't want to be a glorified hobby. It's one thing to just make clothes and sell them. But if you're not seeing like a year to date, a ROI, so forth and so on, like you're not, it's not a business, you know what I'm saying? And one thing, like, I, I fucks with Jay-Z, man, and one, one, line, one of my favorite lines is, like, I'm not a businessman, I'm a businessman. Yeah, You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I want to be seen as a business in all facets, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, from the retailers that I do business with, to being able to put people on payroll, so forth and so on. So uh, really solidifying the back end of Little Africa, developing a team, getting it out the crib, because it's like, I've been running Little Africa for four years, and I've been doing it out the crib, and, like, this last collection, that I just put out you know that was like 2,000 plus units in production Jesus sitting in Christ. my living room oh yeah, no man.
2: that doesn't sound fun at all
1: yeah and it's not man it's not yeah, you know that's
2: a lot of boxes room,
1: it's a lot of boxes <laughs> and it's and it's not just it's not just t-shirts it's hoodies crewnecks it's rugs so yeah. it's like you know that's from my living room to my hallway to my dining room to the third bedroom you know what I'm right. saying that's a lot Damn. of product and that could be a lot of like just waking up, saying that every day. It's not to say I'm not thankful, but it's just like you know, you want to have a good work-life balance, right? So you know, really locking in on a studio on a facility where I could really like accommodate the product and bring people in to work with me and like you know, idealize what are the next phases of Little Africa. But for real, it's like developing a team and creating more structure uh, behind the brand and the, and really solidifying the business, you know?
2: Yeah, like it's I I would hate to wake up to inventory in my house because then it's like if it if it doesn't sell it's just gonna sit there and it's a oh, visual man. representation of what's not selling and you're like shit I'm <laughs> losing it like I'm not inside, I I gotta get yeah I gotta
1: get this off but at the same time too man like you know these moments I, I relish in them too and I'm thankful for them because I'm not always going to be here and I'm gonna be able to look back and be like I remember but, you know, right now, like the third bedroom, like that's housing product. I definitely wake up every morning. and I see that I'm like, y'all need to move units. But it's at the mm-hmm. same time, too, it's putting that fire under my ass. And it's, it's getting me to think more outside the box. Like, OK, email marketing. How how do I incentivize people to buy product? How do mm-hmm. I, you know what I'm saying? Not being, not being a, a, an annoyance on people, but really find ways to drive sales to the e-com. Because, yeah, e- retailers already have their product. But now it's my responsibility as it's a business owner. Right to get the rest off, you know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? and it's legal trapping, man. Like, you know, I yeah. love I rap. Like, yeah, you know, bro. I love rap music, man. You got all the weight. So you, you,
2: like, you got all them birds. I got you, got the, just you know, say. I got the
1: birds. And you yeah. know, I got the birds in the other yeah. room right now. I got to get this weight off. You feel yeah. me? I'm like, you know, Ace Boogie and Paid in Full, man. Lulu, right. Lulu just fronted me right. a couple birds. I got to get them off. So it's like, I don't <laughs> know. I be, <laughs> I be in my head like that with it. And like, you know, playing my good rap music and just like, you know, getting in there hustling. like, Yo, I got to yeah. get this shit. Yeah, yeah, hustling, bro. Like, I need
2: that I need that energy. That's funny. Yeah, I yeah. never I never thought about doing it being like, Yeah, like treat this shit like the rent is due, and you gotta get wait yes. on yeah, you you like, get Like that the, plug, off, the plug, the plug is
1: coming tomorrow morning. you, yeah, gotta, exactly. you gotta I gotta yeah. get that shit off. And for sure, yeah. rent gonna be due. Car no right. gonna be due, phone, phone bill, shorty. Gonna wanna go out to eat. I'm gonna
0: wanna go out to eat. Like, yo, I gotta get it. I love yes, it. Sir. I love it. Damn. So, like, for yourself, like, where do you see yourself, but then also the brand within the next few. Few years like maybe let's do a time frame of like next two to five years. Like, where do you see yourself in the brand? As well?
1: So, you know, right now I'm focusing on really locking in with my special retailers. You know, so it's like we spoke to a Dover earlier, uh, working on doing like a special capsule with them, uh, and really solidifying these retail relationships that I've been able to make happen, like a SS working on a special capsule with them as well, concepts working on something with them as well, too. And it's just like really understanding that like, okay, I have these 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 pillars of retail at my disposal. Let me find ways to create moments within their stores to drive you know, foot traffic to them, but at the same time to me being there presently and having a rapport with the customer so they could feel me, understand me. And then also to that residual is going to affect my e-com. I like really understanding that if I'm not in a position to set up individual pop-ups on my own, let me find a way to infuse that through my retailers if they're willing to work with me, which they are. Uh, so really understanding that like I got to create more moments with the brand, you know, more mm-hmm. tangible in-person moments with the brand. Uh, uh, another thing that I'm working on right now too is really like for for me this year, this year is done already. Like I'm not, I probably won't be releasing another big collection until next year. So I'm gonna just focus on little smaller in-house in-house releases, straight to e-com releases but really focusing on what the full calendar year of next year looks like just so I could really dial in production times, lead times and everything like that is really fine tuning the business just so that, you know, I'm always working ahead of the clock, ahead of the calendar. Uh, I know most streetwear brands don't think of like really working on a fashion calendar, but there's an Mm -hmm. advantage to it. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, what's to come next, you know, you've already planned out, you know, your next three to six to eight to 12 months, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that's my focus for the next two to three years, really solidifying that. But at the same time too, man, in the next three years, when I'll be 35, I'm trying to pivot. You know, I'm trying to have kids and a family, man. I'm trying to settle it down. I am a Nigerian man. At the end of the day, family is very important. <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm right, saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. like, I'm not trying to be doing, like, it's not to say there's anything wrong with having a brand and doing it, but it's just like, you know, ultimately, like I said, all this has, I'm, I'm a realist at the end of the day. All this has shelf life, this social currency and everything that we have now, the social media, who knows what Instagram is going to be in five years? You know what I'm saying. So I need to do well, it
2: even will be around. I have a theory about Instagram might not even be around in the next. It might month. not even be around, <laughs> man. <laughs> the
1: way the way TikTok is doing this thing. Yeah. I'm not a TikToker. I don't have the bandwidth for that. You know. So it's me ultimately solidifying the business and creating more infrastructure behind the business, so I can not put people in position to do the things that I may not be uh, mentally inept to do or have the bandwidth to do. Uh, so it's really, man, like these next two to three years, man, it's like really structuring out the business, man. I'm, I'm considering going with the loan route just to scale. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like OPM, other people's money, man. It's like, it's a reason why y- you get an investor. And I've definitely been approached by people who see, uh, you know, the potential in the little African and spoken mm-hmm. to me about investing and everything like that. So it's really about structuring out the business, man. But ultimately, man, I really want to just drive more sales to the e-com, want to create more tangible moments and experiences. And really uh, solidify my production lead times, solidify my wholesale re- uh, 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 opportunities and the stories that I'm doing business with, and just growing, man, and really inf- like, infusing more cut and sewn into the brand. Like I'll just let you guys know Like I'm working on a whole subcategory of Little Africa called Little Africa Market that's going to really house more of just like the lifestyle goods that I want to do, cut and sewn. Uh, apothecary items like I'm really into skincare mm, goods yeah. and like mm. oils and shades and stuff like that so it's just like really so creating more of be, a lifestyle
2: so it's gonna be like the really cool Nigerian spot you got in the mall but they got the oils you got the incense yeah, I got that the yeah incense. I feel it, I feel yeah, it. yeah but but, yeah.
1: but done in a very tasteful oh that's that's what I meant you know yeah, what I'm like saying a, like, like, cool, like not, cooler, not also yeah. Yeah, and I'm cooler, right. you know what I'm saying? And it's just like even then too, man. Like I, I, I want to step more in front of the camera and like like I got char- I got charisma about me. Like I'm a very like eh, you know type of dude. So it's just like I really want to start selling the product more and creating little like seventies style infomercials and shit yeah. like that. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like hey Vanny
2: Ocho, we're down, we're down to be seventies vintage newscasters for the for the little Africa. We're Yo, down. we can find yeah, a way to yeah. make that happen, yeah, bro. Most honestly, definitely. like I
1: I just want to get out of my own way and like, you know what I'm saying? Just throw myself out there and just try shit, man. Like, yeah. you know, no, no more, no more feeling like, oh, that's not for me. No, nah, it's for me because I'm going to make it for me, you know?
0: Right. Mm, yeah. Talk that talk.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah back. Talk that talk. Right. Well, man, yo,
0: John, bro, it's been a pleasure to have you on, man. Like, just being able to get to know you a little bit and know about the process and the overall experience that you carried to yeah. your brand. And also, just growing up in LA, man, it's definitely great to listen to. And
2: man, we we wish you the best, man, for going sure, forward. Yeah. I like,
1: appreciate you guys. You know what Thank I mean? You. Yeah.
2: I love I love doing this because we talk to so many people, and then it's at the end of the conversation, it's like, like you have you have lifelong fan with me. Like I, I'm yeah, I, yeah I, I ride or die no, for the we brand. Ride we, Yeah, we we locked yeah.
1: in, we tapped in, you know. Yeah. sure. When I'm on my market research plays and hit up VA, and I'm on the East Coast. So I'll be heading to New York soon. So it's like, I'm going to be tapping in, man. Like, yeah. I, I appreciate you guys tapping in. And then, like I said, I'm a student of this. I'm a kid. At the end of the day, a 16-year-old kid at heart is just like, yo, like, I, I, I relish in these moments, man, because it's it's the validation that what I've created is doing what it needs to do. And you guys see it. And, and, and it's like, you guys are validating that for me. And I appreciate it, man. And it's like, if there's any way that I could be of assistance to you guys and what it is that you're doing or vice versa, let's keep yeah. that going, man, because it's just like, you're going to see me where I'm at. I'm going to see you guys where you're at. And then it's just like three to five from now. It's like, yo, yeah. look at y'all now. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, it's always sure. like yeah, that. Yeah. yeah we'll have to man. do a
0: part two interview
1: for sure. Oh, yeah. All yeah. top, yo. All yeah. top. Yeah. Definitely. Right, yeah. man, you got definitely. me. I'm ready.
0: That's definitely. Yo, man. So where can
1: the people follow you, bro? And where can they follow the brand as well? Okay. So I'm on Instagram at littleafrica.la. Uh even then, man, go to my go to my LinkedIn, man. If y'all on LinkedIn, follow me on the LinkedIn too, yo. That, Little Africa, that, that. you know, that's very important. Uh also to Twitter, Little Africa LA. Uh, you could you could go to the brand, uh, you could shop the brand at soulmateglobal.com. And even then, man, check my retailers, man. I'm at SNS, I'm at Dover, Concepts, Foster, Thank You Gallery, uh Kings. Uh, man, where else am I at, man? I'm at a plethora of stores. Oneness, I'm at Ruckus, I'm at, man, like check the stockist page on Soulmate Global. Man. Yeah, Shout for my sure. Retailers yeah. Too. yeah, yeah, yeah. Run it up, run it up. Yeah, run it up, y'all. For real. All right, all right, man. Well,
0: ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Vanuage Podcast, episode 26 with our guests. And yo, man, howdy. we're out. We're so, y'all,
2: y'all stay blessed. Stay Jesus. blessed, man.